The pair you are about to hear are not professionals. Their opinions and beliefs are not that. They are just two idiots that are spitting nonsense. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Welcome to the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about you, man? Uh, I'm doing alright. Week going good? Yeah, I mean, I've been able to get stuff done. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah. There's some family stuff going on here, but besides that, yeah, uh, my, Brian's uh, grandma has been on hospice and as of yesterday, she's been unresponsive, so she's in a coma, and she's like 90-something, so that's just not looking very good. Hopefully, uh, prayers out for her, everything like that. Yeah, yeah, there's no hopefully, you know what I mean? She's 94, so. I know. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know really how to spin anything off of that, so. Yeah, we don't have to. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on from my sad life. <laughs> my week hasn't been super crazy. It's just been boring here, I guess. Yeah. A lot of schoolwork and stuff. Yeah, We're much. pulling up on the last six weeks. I know. I know. Where the, where the hell is the time gone, dude? It feels very uh, dragging now by just uh, doing the work. It's just getting more intense. Uh, that's all it is. Right. Yeah. And hopefully, my classes don't go all online. Yeah, hopefully. But we shall see. But uh, speaking of other stuff that is crazy, I didn't know about this. This happened actually last Wednesday when we recorded and put the ep- uh, the other uh, last episode up. Um, a bomb went off in Britain, and I shouldn't be laughing at that, but no one died. That's that's the good thing. No one died. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was a underwater explosion. Yeah, this this bomb was a World War Two tall boy bomb, and it exploded eighty years late. Yeah, they uh, they blew it up in the in the canal so that uh, it wasn't a hazard to the uh, the freights. Yeah, they they attempt to defu- uh, the Polish Navy Navy attempted to defuse it Tuesday uh, by defragmentation, a method that involves heating an explosive until it burns. Um, yeah, yeah. Rather than detonating it, but. <laughs> The bomb exploded uh, instead, instead of them uh, trying to defuse it. Well, they, they, they cleared the surrounding area just in case something like that happened. Because what do you expect from a World War II bomb that's been stuck underwater? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, 80 years after. Dang. That was just a cool little piece of news. I know. Like, I, it just came across, like, uh, I think... Found it on Facebook, I think, or something like that. I don't remember where, but I just saw it. I'm like, this really caught my attention because the way they explain it, it this is this is what the the news article like header is. 
Huge World War II tall boy bomb explodes in canal in Poland. <laughs> they made it sound a lot worse than it actually is. I know, yeah. Real clickbait, you know. Yeah. I love this little. Uh, there's this picture on on the link. Um, it definitely uh, shows how fucking big this explosion is. Yeah, yeah. If it was above water, it probably would have taken out like a good, you know, quarter to half mile of area. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I just found that interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Was, so. Uh, yeah. Well, something I found interesting but very sad is our next piece of news and uh, Jeff Bridges announced that he has lymphoma but the prognosis oh. is good the prognosis is good you know um yeah he made an announcement on Twitter uh referencing his character from the Big Lebowski aka the dude you know and he said as the dude would say new shit has come to light i have been diagnosed with lymphoma Although it is a serious disease, I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. He said, I'm starting treatment and will keep you posted on my recovery. So, I, I hope he's not lying when he said the prognosis is good because uh, I don't think I'm ready to lose Jeff Bridges. He's too good of an actor. Yeah, he's, he's amazing. Uh, so yeah. Many uh, his distinct voice, too. Yeah, well, um, all the prayers in the world go out to him. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, moving on from you know, kind of real, real world stuff, we're gonna get cracking on the actual geek news that we do. Side. Yeah. <laughs> so we're moving on to uh, animes and the anime yeah, world. Bring uh, anime into our uh, thing. We, I think we just kept forgetting, but uh, it's something that we wanted to bring into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're both uh, big uh, nerds when it comes to anime. <laughs> We're both watching uh, Black Clover right now, so I'm almost caught up. I know you're a few episodes behind me, but you're still only off by like 15 episodes, something like that. Yeah. But um, Attack on Titan is coming out with its final season, as we all know. You know, it was very exciting to finish that uh <clears throat> third season but um they have been putting up uh little teasers you know about uh season four and oh, really? yeah 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 so like they uh have been like foreshadowing Aaron's inevitable death like so anybody who's watched attack on titan knows that uh the the specialized titans you know I, I like the armored titan or the attack titan or uh the colossal titan all of them have shortened lifespans in trade for their powers you know and yeah yeah no it's just it's just pulling up on the end so i didn't watch uh, or not watch excuse me i didn't read the manga on purpose because i don't like spoiling uh things that i'm gonna watch cinematically <laughs> most of the time I usually read the book afterwards. It's pretty rare that I read the book before I go, uh, or manga, book or manga, and it doesn't matter, you know, beforehand, but, yeah. But, uh, uh, the the article that I pulled up said, Now that Eren has officially bonded with the power of Ymir and the founding Titan, his strength has gotten to a whole new level. Um, the, this comes with a strength and resolve at the same time. However, he has contacted, uh 
by his former friends within the coordinate space for one final conversation. In this final conversation, Aaron lays out how he's truly willing to go, but there's something strange about his words. With the knowledge that he's already seen the future, there's something strange about the way he beckons them uh, to fight him. He said, although he said he's firm in his resolve to do what he wants, he notes that they are free to try and stop him should they want to. So, he knows that this is a, a an end-all, be-all mission. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty much. Like, he's gonna die soon anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not caught up, but, like, I know the story. I read into, like, the stuff. I basically kind of spoiled it for myself. Um, in a show like this, where, like, characters die every two minutes or so. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, you have new characters yeah. dying all the time. Of a show like this is, is gonna die. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's coming to a close. Um, so, we'll see how it uh, resolves. Um, yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited. But, uh, dude, speaking of resolves, this next article that I had pulled up was a big shocker to me, and especially when I told Brian, because he is the Dragon Ball Super fan in this house. <laughs> uh, but Dragon Ball Super is going to continue with the new arc after Moro's ends. So, um, they're continuing with the new arc in the manga, just to clarify that up. I'm sure that that's going to equate to them uh, animating a new season of Dragon Ball Super. Like, I'm just sure of it. Like, why wouldn't they? You know? Well, of course they're going to animate a new season of this. Like, uh, from what I'm looking at the article, it says people are wondering if this Moro arc, is what it's being called, uh, will be the end of Dragon Ball Super. So they're pro they're going to animate it, no doubt. Oh, well, Moro arc is the one that's actually ending. Uh, and then oh, they're really? doing... Yeah, yeah, they're ending the Moro arc. Yeah, no, no, you're good. Like, um, they're ending the moral arc right now, but they're writing another arc for after that, and everybody thought that uh, Dragon Ball Super was going to end in the moral arc. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they're coming out with another, uh, like, collection, volume, whatever you want to call it, of the manga, and like I said, which will equate to a, um, a show, I'm telling you, because it's a money grab, why not? course it is it has such a big fan base and everything i know it, that's a bunch of people's first animes you know what i mean just anything from dragon ball dragon ball dragon ball gt dragon ball super you know <laughs> like just so many yeah there's like there's a bunch of them yeah no literal generations of people are uh ready for this new arc so that's exciting. I think it's gonna. I think it'll be exciting. Yeah, no, I agree. Like I said, I'm not the biggest Dragon Ball fan, but Brian is, so I will definitely be hearing the, about this from him. Oh, you will. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. All right, uh, moving on. Demon Slayer. Yeah, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer. I did get you into Demon Slayer. That yeah. shit is so fire. Like, like the. The high, the high budget, like action scenes. Oh my god, I live for that. Like uh, that, that one in the uh, series where he was fighting fucking spider dude there at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. That de like that demon. 
he uh, was like shooting webs, and then all of a sudden he uh, used like uh, flames instead of water. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah, no, that shit was cool. Actually, it wasn't I... really flames. It was like uh, um, Nezuko like lit her blood on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With her powers, um, but yeah. Anyway, the dra- uh, dragon slayer. <laughs> wow, too much fairy tale. Um. <laughs> the Demon Slayer movie has already released in Japan, and uh, we aren't probably going to see that for, you know, a few more months, like probably six six weeks to eight weeks, probably, somewhere around there. But it has shattered box, ro- uh, box office record expectations. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it says, uh, clearly the reception of Demon Slayer's film has been positive and you have to check out its box office. You only have to check out its box office to tell, uh, it's called, uh, Demon Slayer Mugen Train. Uh, they just call it Mugen Train for short. So Mugen Train has shattered records by becoming Japan's highest grossing opening, uh, weekend. The film earned a shocking 43 million U.S. dollars in its first three days, a total that outperforms Tenet and New Mutants. And uh, they're <laughs> pretty much they're saying that the anime f- fans are showing out for their movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. like Tenet wasn't. Uh, I'm not saying it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't. Uh, just a lot of people didn't understand it. No, that makes sense. It's great. Christopher Nolan film takes time to understand. Yeah, it really does. It really does. But uh, yeah, this is the first movie after one season. Have you ever freaking heard of that? One season of an anime, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna give it a movie. Normally, you gotta get like two to three seasons in before you even get a, a movie, uh, because the fan base isn't large enough. But the fan base for Demon Slayer was so large because of how high quality that their production and their animation was, that it just caught the eye of millions of people yeah, it definitely did it caught the eye of me like yeah totally. yeah such a good story all right moving on right. like a little pop culture here you know uh megan the stallion loves jojo who would have freaking known you know what i mean like she she got a full nail set uh done of JoJo characters, so there's like uh, Abdal, uh, Polnareff, there's JoJo, and then uh, like uh, their stands. On the other hand, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Not gonna lie, I didn't. I wasn't expecting oh, that really from. Well oh my gosh! Yeah, no. Somebody sat there and really took uh, their time. And if if you guys want to check out what we're actually looking at, check us out on our Discord. Um, the link is in the description. Uh, we put all the links to everything that we are looking at here. And if you guys want to check that out, you totally can. Anyway, she goes on with a little bit of, after they ask questions, they're like, oh, you're an anime fan? She's like, oh, hell yes. You know what I mean? Uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, she was saying she likes Naruto and Black Clover. Like those are her other favorites. On top of JoJo's Bizarre Adventures. Those are, those are good animes. Not, I know you haven't seen Naruto. Yeah, I haven't seen Naruto. I don't have anything Black against Clover. Naruto. Oh, excuse me. I have something against Naruto. His voice is fucking annoying. And I think it's just because I was watching it in English. Like, yeah. the original Naruto. Not Shippuden. Like, not, not that. 
but the original, he's like, believe it, believe it. And I'm like, shut the (laughs) hell up. (laughs) Like, I was getting a little pissed. I much prefer Shibuden. I even know that I haven't finished it because of how many episodes there are. Right. Um, Yeah, Shibuden's much more my speed. Um, Black Clover is also a really good show. I I think I, I showed you that one. Or at least I presented it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, you presented Black Clover to me. Yeah, it, it's it's different. I don't know how to, else to explain it. It's just. I mean, it's, I'm like 140 episodes in, so I definitely like it. Oh, I like it a lot. It, I fe- it feels like an abridged series. I don't know how, how else to explain it. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I expect that there are celebrities and stuff that do watch anime. Like, there's no doubt that that's... Not, not a lot of them are forthcoming about it, and I wasn't expecting no, that from a female rapper. I really just wasn't. But no. <laughs> I'm here for it. I am totally here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next set of news here. You want to take this one? Uh, um, sure. Uh... The Batman uh, reveals new set photos of Gotham City. Um, I haven't personally... I'm about to see these new set photos because I haven't looked at this. But, like, it just... Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's... uh, It says... uh, I want to present it in a way that was really fleshed out. It said, I wanted it to feel like an American city you'd never been to. uh, And other iterations. Um, they have very beautiful theatrical sets and, uh, Christopher Nolan had a version that changed uh, or created bat and Batman begins. That was parts of Chicago and parts of Pittsburgh. And they're trying to create a version that you've never seen before, essentially. So, uh, some of the locations that they chose, uh, like Gotham square, that's like, uh, times square right now. If they shot in times square, then you'd be like, I guess Gotham is New York, but in that case, it's actually going to be Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This is coming from Matt Reeves, the director. Yeah, exactly. Like, so Matt Reeves, the director, is like, we're filming uh, Gotham in Liverpool, so they want to make it feel like a city that you've never been to before by mixing different cities together, uh, like different shots from different cities, um, and not just American ones. They're they're not just limiting it to. Uh, uh, America. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I feel that's like that's gonna be very unique. Uh, definitely gets different introspectives and like different like uh, cultures. Not not like cultures in the sense of uh, like beliefs and religion, but like uh, architecture and stuff like that. It mixes it and blends it together. Um, yeah. No. Definitely. I enjoy the the architecture, like the the shots that they've chosen, and the oh. the little stills that they've. Uh, created here oh, that's not, it's, it's, it says never things. there's signs that say never trust authority there's a sign here that said how how's my how's drug, my ta- drug yeah how's my drug taking and then it puts a number on there i'm like what the hell uh, <laughs> the, first, the first three numbers of the of the of the, num- of the phone number is 420 i just noticed that too. yeah did you see the license plate city of gotham license um, plates yeah. 
like that's cool yeah like just tiny little details that you really overlook and uh yeah. no nobody really pays attention to all these small details me i'm a details person you know i'll yeah, be looking in the background I... of a shot being like hey does this all fit here you know <laughs> sometimes you if you if they record in like new york you can tell that they're actually recording in new york because people will just stop and like stare at the cameras like in the backgrounds of the shots that's true yeah new like it's just such a disney fucking i know that it's like some place that you really so just can't shut down you know what i mean you could shut down a street but you can't shut down the people walking on the street oh hell no and there's people that are going to try to get in the shot or try to get photos of the set and stuff like that and try to intervene exactly it's gonna be hard well i don't know how busy liverpool is but i don't feel like it's it's a major city so but i don't feel like it's as cramped you know what i mean yeah not as cramped not as busy not as as bustling as new york is like that new york's a different place like it's an it's basically its own empire yeah well with these photos it's kind of making it seem like gotham is uh lost its ever loving mind you know (laughs) with these pictures like Gotham is supposed to be like a dark, brooding, and chaotic city, so I feel like they're bringing that out way more with this film. Yeah, yeah, like this looks like, like did Jared Leto set this up? (laughs) 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 That's what it looks like, but uh, you know, while we're on the sub, right, right, while we're on the subject of Jared Leto, dude, like, uh, let's get into the next piece of news. It's it's brand new today. It was written at 4.04 p.m. today, uh, which is a Wednesday, the 21st, by the way. Um, It says, Jared Leto's Joker is going to join Zack Snyder on his Justice League reshoot. That is insane news. I was not expecting that. You know what I mean? Uh, But it it makes sense that they're going to step back for continuity. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just it just makes sense, because at the time that the movie was originally supposed to come out, Jared Leto was the Joker, and it looks like they're going to give him more screen time, you know what I mean? Because you know uh, they recorded probably a good, like, 45 minutes of usable uh, action and stuff for, uh, like, Suicide Squad, I think, and they just cut him down to, like, 10 minutes, you know? that that The whole direction of, like, whoever the hell was... Uh, the producer and the director for those like fucking sucked. I'm super excited for Zack Snyder's cut. It's uh, going straight to HBO Max uh, next year, and I am just really excited. They're probably they said they're probably gonna add. They're they're taking out like you said 25 percent, but they're adding another 75 percent. Well, so I feel like the movie's uh, gonna run about three hours long. So what happened was with uh like with Justice League is what happened. Zack Snyder had a family issue. And then Joss Whedon, who directed the original Avengers movie, came in and tried to fix it. What happened was he took out, like, one-fourth of the script and and modified it. He took out shots and stuff just to try to fill, uh, not fill time because of how much time they had left. He thought he made an okay movie, so he thought he could do it again. Yeah, he tried to finish the product. Is the thing without the the person who created it. Right? Yeah, yeah. the The person who created it had a vision, and that was not it. Yeah, they left out so much shit. If you haven't seen the 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 trailer drop for Justice League, there's new shots that they. Added. Oh no, I saw the, I saw the trailer. That looks exciting. 
it's so fucking cool. It gets me so hyped because I went to go see Justice League of Beers and I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was that dog shit. Well, they I redesigned the characters. You know what I mean? Like they just oh, look yeah. different in general. I know. Like they they're overhauling. It's basically a new. It's like it's a, a remaster. It's like a remaster of a video game. A remaster of a movie. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm excited, and I think it's it's unique that they're bringing Jared Leto, Jared Leto's Joker, in. Yeah, that that's an interesting choice, definitely. Like, <laughs> I was just like, <sighs> like I was almost burned. That, you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's it's different, and I I wonder what they're gonna do with him. Me too, and I hope that they. He's he's a good actor. I really enjoy Jared Leto. Like, I just want to put that out there. I'm not saying, like, he's a bad actor or anything. Like, uh, just what what they put on the screen is not the portrayal that I thought I was going to get. Their final product sucked. Yeah. Um, but, like, other... Uh, I, I was kind of sad about Suicide Squad. Um, wasn't living up. But, like, that just... I mean, it... I'm excited for Suicide Squad too, and that's that's because I I know the director who is directing it and help writing it is gonna do it justice, and that's James Gunn. I wonder if they're gonna put uh, Joaquin Phoenix in there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just like um, don't they don't even give a fuck, like they're just like yeah, here's your new Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. They just kind of throw him in. Mm-hmm. Have uh, they? They just have him kind of like. Uh, uh, he goes, "Why himself. so serious?" And I'm like, "What the fucking movie am I watching right now, dude?" Like, <laughs> he just pulls out a gun and shoots one in the head when he first in- introduces. Like, That's what you fucking deserve. <laughs> you mess with the lock, you get the Glock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh god, that yeah. would be so freaking uh, funny. I, I'm excited for the Zack Snyder cut of Justice because, like, he just... They left out so much stuff. Like, I feel like they left, he took out so many pivotal moments that he had written for the story and stuff, and they were just trying to squeeze it for time and finish it. That's the worst feeling, like, when you feel like they rushed through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Jesus. But uh, something that's taking a little time here... A uh, little projection going on is our next article. Um, Michael B. Jordan is going to produce a static shock movie for DC Comics. And nice. as a person yes. of color, that is so exciting for me because that is what I grew up watching. There was like no black superheroes on the TV except for your Saturday morning WB11, you know, uh, Warner Brothers static shock. Uh, on the on on that little TV block with like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, you'd see Static Shock, you know, that one was up there. X Men, like, oh my God, that's so exciting! Like, and they're they're you know it's gonna it's gonna have that hip hop beat to it, kind of like uh, what they did with Black Panther, except I'm sure it's gonna be uh, good because you know Michael B. Jordan wasn't he in Black Panther? He was definitely in Black Panther. He, yeah, no, he was the, he was a, a, a Killmonger. Yes, exactly. So he was Killmonger in Black Panther, and now he's going to be the producer for Static Shock. And, and he's also going to feature in that too, along. Uh, well, I'd only well. hope so because he's an excellent actor and his lips look amazing. 
Yeah, just a little side note there about his lips. Everybody should look at Michael uh, B. Jordan's lips every single time. Just an FYI. (laughs) Yeah. Static shock when I was a kid, so yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, it says, uh, in this little article, it says the THR report seemingly suggests the static shock film could be the center of a new cinematic universe produced by Jordan and his Outlier Society banner. It says, Outlier will be in the creative center of the static feature, and for Jordan, a comic book fan. This is an opportunity for not only some world building, but to be directly involved in franchise building. So they're expecting to make this into a series of movies, like right off the bat, you know, it says, should the first movie spark a hit, a multi-platform, a multi-platform, this this is what it says, a multi-platform franchise could be born. That's exciting. Like Static Shock video game, Static Shock, you know, like merch from the store, that's just something that they don't carry. Obviously, you're going to walk into, the, you know, like a Hot Topic or something like that. They're going to have a Superman t-shirt over there. They're going to have an Iron Man t-shirt over there. Or like a comic book shop, one or the other. But nobody has Static Shock. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's definitely one that should be included. Oh, yeah. Um, I wonder what superheroes, or well, people who have powers and whatnot, who are they going to bring in to uh, the movies and whatnot. Right, right. Like it's a it's another Warner Brothers film. So, um last week we talked about how Minecraft the movie has been delayed indefinitely, but they picked this up. So <laughs> that uh definitely says uh gobs about what Warner Brothers is into these days. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. 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 But uh speaking of another film that caught our attention last week. Uh, right. Borat 2. Um, Borat's going to appear live on Twitch with Dr. Lupo. Right. Uh, Borat 2 <laughs> comes out in two days. So we will be having our own little uh, <laughs> discussion. In the same way that we had the boys season two, uh, like spoilers discussion, we're going to have like a little 30 minute, 20 to 30 minute uh, bonus episode on top of next week's uh, news episodes. And we're just going to strictly talk about Borat, too, because, like, that's just, that needs its own little segment, you know what I mean? Like, that that's just not normal. <laughs> how, many, how many political topics are they, like, not political, but, like, uh... No, political, exactly. Well, like, it's going to be anti-PC. Um, yeah. It's going to touch on very sensitive political topics. Oh, yeah. Subjective culture. Uh, is- from what I heard, uh... Sasha Baron Cohen had to come out and publicly apologize to a Jewish woman after uh, a scene in this movie. Like he 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 like verbally had to apologize about it. Like he he was just he like stopped after the filming and he was like, "I'm so sorry that I just said that out loud." Like he he made a joke about like burning Jews to an actual uh, Auschwitz survivor. Okay, well here's here's. The thing. <laughs> Sasha Baron Conan is not a terrible person. He's amazing. He's yeah. a very good actor. He's he's actually really nice. Like from what I've heard, he's really nice. He's Jewish as well, you know. Yeah, he he comes from a Jewish faith and stuff like that. So he understands all the pain and stuff. But the thing is, he knows that there's fun, like you can still have fun with the stuff and make it uh, funny and laugh. 
about it, even though that it's terrible and it's it's all like homophobic, possibly transphobic, racist, misogynistic. But like he's making light of the uh, the stuff like that because we're in a culture where everything needs to be shut down and hidden away. The cancel culture, right? That yeah, that exactly. that's something that I'll continue to. Uh like slap down on you know like here here on the spinning nonsense podcast we aren't really typically political like we just stick to our geeky nerdy news but like i one thing that i'm not going to tolerate is cancel culture like that's just really it's it's cancer it's not cancel it's cancer culture like literally it it, it's it's not like i i get why people are are going I don't want to get into it. It's just going to be all big spiel about it. That's what I'm saying. Like, we we aren't going to get political, but uh, uh, fuck cancel culture. Culture. So it, it just it kind of ruins like the things that uh, people found funny or stuff like that. Offensive jokes, even even though that they're offensive, you can still laugh at them. Um, right. Still take light of what it came from. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we gotta. We got off topic a bit. Well, um, yeah, he he uh, is going to feature... Well, he at this point, he has already featured on uh, Twitch Live with Dr. Lupo, so I'm sure that you can pull up the uh, clips on YouTube to watch them at this point, because it's a, a day later, you know? Uh, they oh, they yeah. yeah, they went off yesterday at 3 p.m. on twitch.tv slash Dr. Lupo, so either go to that channel and look at the highlights, or you could probably go to YouTube because somebody definitely recorded this. Like, (laughs) somebody definitely recorded this. You know he's gonna act so fucking, like, strange and just, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, like, Twitch, like, actual Twitch, like, posted this. Said, for the first time ever, Kazakhstan's biggest gamer will go live on Twitch. Very nice. (laughs) That's what it says. (laughs) Like, very nice. Yes. Exactly. Um, but uh, I'm reading this stuff at the bottom that talks about the, the second movie, the uh, subsu- uh, God, I can't say that. Subsequent. Subsequent. Uh, the sequel to the 2006 original, which sees the character return to America. The film will show the character reacting to the coronavirus pandemic, as well as the build-up to next month's presidential election. See, uh, that's what I thought. It's going to be totally political in, in nature. Is. You know what I mean? Uh, the film will feature appearances by Vice President Mike Pence, as well as former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani. No. Both likely against their wishes. That's what it says. Oh my God. I feel like, <laughs> this I feel is like gonna they be were, great. Were led into it. Yeah, they yeah. Really told what was gonna happen. They're told like a very broad. Oh yeah, no, they probably sat him down. Like they're all like, oh yeah, some some foreign man wants to give you guys like from the foreign embassy wants to give you guys an interview, and then it was Sasha Baron Cohen dressed up as Borat. With 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 the voice. Right, with the voice. Very nice. nice. (laughs) All right, all right. Well, on that note. Hey, uh, we are going to take a very small break in an effort to gain advertisements. And uh, if we have any advertisements, they'll play here in a second. But if not, you're going to hear like probably a good like 10 seconds, you know, 10 second clip of music. And then we'll be right back. Yes, we'll be, we'll be right back. We'll be right back.
welcome back, guys. Thank you for taking that tiny little break with us. We're back with some more news. <laughs> yes, we are back. And starting it off, uh, it's all about the new Xbox. Xbox Series X uh, temperature test cools fans' concerns. Um, so, there, uh, VentureBeat uh, ran a pretty simple uh, test on uh, the Xbox Series X. Um, and they ran Hitman 2. Uh and they ran it for the Xbox Series X, Xbox One X, uh, PS4 Pro, and a PC that had an RTX 3080 GPU and a Ryzen 9 uh, 3900 XT CPU. And those are pretty high tier. Um, so um, It says that they, they allowed that uh, each one of these systems to cool 30 minutes before the, each tester played Hitman 2's Mumbai level for about 10 minutes each. And yeah, then they Mumbai. recorded the temperatures. Yeah, that Hitman 2's Mumbai level is uh, pretty intense and definitely runs hot. There's so much going on. But, uh, yeah, they, there's this graph on here, and it shows, like, the temperatures and just, like, the minimum temperature average max. Um, the hottest thing that ran was the PS4 Pro, and that maxed out at, like, it looks like 65 degrees. Uh, 65 degrees Celsius. Like, I don't even know what that is. Let me check. Oh, we're, Ameri we're American. We 149 degrees. <laughs> it ran 149 degrees Fahrenheit, 65 degrees Celsius. That's fucking hot. Oh my god, PS4 Pro, dude. Like, I never noticed that my PlayStation runs hot because it's always across the room. You know what I mean? But, like, I've had the same day one 500 gig uh, PlayStation and I have literally no complaints about it, honestly. Like, I really there don't. There's videos of people who have their PlayStation, but they don't clean it, and then when they turn yeah, it That's not me. Like, See, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking idiot, and I've always owned electronics, and I know when to, you know, run an air compressor through my electronics. Yeah. Like, as should everybody else. If you guys have never run an air compressor or, or a can of compressed air through your electronics... You need to fucking start because, like, yeah, like, it's just everything's going to build up with dust eventually and nothing is, like, dust proof. Dust is going to end up on everything. It's, like, you know, little micron particles flying around in the air. They're just going to settle somewhere and it's going to settle all, right on your uh, fucking graphics card. You know what I mean? Just burn it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... um so PlayStation yeah. 4 Pro was uh, did the worst performance in uh, Hitman the best 2. Best performance goes to the PC, um, and that's just that's that's of course that's expected. That's yeah, yeah. But like your your Xbox basic PC like has like two to five fans, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, you have about three or four, but anywhere from two to five fans, and uh, you know, consoles they're they're working with such a confined space, you know what I mean that uh it's really hard to it's get him to cool one. right yeah, it's just it's usually just one fan uh, um, <clears throat> but um the xbox series x actually ran uh max temp at uh 50 uh looks like a little bit over 50 degrees celsius i don't know what that is in fahrenheit um, yeah yeah so like if we put them in order like from best to worst it would be the RT rtx 380 the xbox series x the xbox one x and then the playstation 4 pro but we don't have any specs on the PS5 because this was run by uh, 
you know, people who had an inside knowledge to the Series X. Yes. So, so uh, in Fahrenheit, uh, the PC ran at basically 113 max. Um, Fahrenheit. Um, yeah. And the Xbox Series X ran at 122 max. So... Like, That's way better than the 160 something that I just said about PlayStation 4 Pro. But I don't even have a Pro. It probably runs even hotter than that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Let's that's be honest. Max temp. That's yeah. Max temp. But it doesn't swing that far away, you know, like there's like maybe 5 degrees of playroom in Celsius. 5 degrees Celsius of playroom, which you know is probably 10 to uh, 15 degrees in Fahrenheit. So That is true. But uh, I definitely show like I I feel like that's definitely like a useful thing to know um, because it seems like they're showing more uh, details and information about the new consoles than they ever have. Yeah, yeah, mo- most definitely. Like I'm I'm really excited to see uh, the playtests go up next to the PlayStation Five because, as we now know, it has liquid cooling. Yes, yes, it does. So. Like, I'm definitely really excited about that because that was a really big problem with the PS4 and even up to the PS3, they would overheat a lot. Like, it, they would get really freaking hot. Like, like I said, you should just, if, if you really want to see what I'm, I, I keep talking about, just type in Jet Engine PS uh, PlayStation and you'll get the result you need. Yeah, yeah. Most definitely. If, if they ever get Ooh. to a point where it's just bad, they will sound literally like a jet engine taking off. And it is. Yeah. Horrifying. Alright, well, uh, moving on from the Xbox Series X, having a really good fan, I'm going to move on to something I'm very interested in. Uh, Resident Evil Village, the new game, the story details were revealed by Capcom. Yay. Which is super yes. exciting. You know what I mean? So here. Um, it says, for instance, what were you going to say before I start? I was going to say, I played through Resident Evil uh, 7, uh, Biohazard. Uh, that scared the shit out of me, but I loved it. It was so much fun. See, okay, when I say that I'm very interested, I'm not actually going to play this game. I'm going to watch a Let's Play. Because uh, <laughs> ever since I played Fear 2 as a child, I'm, I am I just don't do... Uh, uh, horror games that will i can watch a i can watch you know sinister i can watch insidious five times over and i'm just not scared you know what i mean but once you put me in that first person seat like i i straight up like i have vivid nightmares like or dreams whatever based on what i what i watch so like i'm not kidding if i if i play call of duty for four hours i'll have military dreams like it's because it's because you're so focused into it and you become immersed into it yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, but I don't like I don't want to be immersed in an evil world. Like, <laughs> I just have a very vivid imagination. Oh yeah, me too. But I still I still love playing these horror games. I still get an enjoyment out of them. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for Resident Evil Eight. Well, Resident Evil Village. Um, yeah, which is seven, by the way. Um, is it seven? I think so. I thought Resident Evil Biohazard was seven. Oh, I could be wrong. No, no, you're right, because the V-I-L-L uh, was the 8. V-V-1-1-1. Yeah, 8. I was wrong. You were right. 
But uh, Capcom confirmed that the figure that we saw in Resident Evil Village is, in fact, Chris Redfield. So, yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, like, uh, a bunch of people were speculative. They're like, oh, you just think that it's, like, Chris Red, Chris Redfield because you want it to be Chris it Redfield. Is. But it actually is. And that was, like, the smaller end of the things that they revealed. Um, it says the game's debut trailer, uh, it, the, everybody thought it was imposter because his identity drastically changed. Like, his, they altered his appearance. He looks nothing like he did in, in, in the game. Yeah, and the fact that he appears to kill a pretty significant char- character who was previously presumed to be innocent. So, yeah, yeah. that that's a big thing. But uh, some things that they released about the story. Uh, Mia's picture book and the picture book art style moments we see during the trailer will come into play during the game. That's That's exciting. You know, a little puzzle. A little puzzle for you. Um, those werewolves we see in the trailer are not only intelligent, they can even wield weapons, but they move in packs. Uh, you're, you're not making this easy for me. That's okay. <laughs> you know what? I'll still play it. Uh, Capcom doesn't confirm the merchant-like figure in the recent trailer is the same character from Resident Evil 4, but they do say that he's someone who Ethan will depend on. So that's exciting. Okay. And uh, the last little fact here is uh, the cult-like behavior and appearances of the villagers are briefly mentioned, but Capcom hints that their prayers may be meant to protect and not harm. Okay. Yeah. This has got me so, so excited because it's giving me vibes of Outlast 2 in the sense that there's a cult. Yeah. Isolated away. And I played Outlast 2. I know that was... I watched I watch the full Let's Play on that one as well. I've seen the whole Outlast series. I know that people didn't like it as much as the first one, which the first one's amazing. That one is hands down an amazing, well put together cult. Yeah. Uh, Outlast Two still still caught my attention though. I love the cult, like the cult stuff. I love I love it. I, I think it's very awesome. There's so much shit you can do with it. Yeah, most definitely. In the Resident Evil universe, <laughs> there's a lot you can pull off. Yeah. So, this has definitely got me excited. Yeah. All right, moving on to this next little fact that we'd hear a little, little story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> PlayStation, PlayStation Five. 5. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Uh, PlayStation <laughs> Five voice chat uh, recording controversy is explained by Sony. So if you guys didn't see the news at all, Sony just like got ripped into honestly because they released a little update with their with their patch. And uh, they're like, yeah, they uh, we're we're gonna record you and sell it to the government. No, I'm playing. They did not say that. Um, <laughs> it says uh, we want PlayStation Network to be fun for everyone, which is why we have a community code of conduct. Please be aware that voice chats and parties may be recorded and sent to us by other users. By other users being the big highlight there. By participating in voice chats, you agree to your voice being recorded. When behaviors that violate the community code of conduct are reported, PlayStation safely will review the reports to check and see if there's been genuine violations. These recordings will be used only for safety and moderation purposes by the PlayStation uh, safety. So, essentially, if you're in a group chat with somebody that you're not really comfortable with or they're not comfortable with you, you know, you should probably just not be in a group chat with them. <laughs> that's pretty sus fam yeah that's pretty sus fam like somebody somebody's gonna send in the recording of you like yelling at a player and calling him and all kinds of names and 
picking on his family, even though he can't hear you. You know what I mean? But it. this is not a new thing. Like, companies recording people without... Oh, no, no, no. Like, I, I feel like this isn't a new thing. At least Sony came out and said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, but th- this is just a new way to report someone, essentially. Because before you could True. flag messages, you know, you could you could be like, hey, look at this. This person said this on Club Penguin. You know what I mean? Like, and it'll be like, ban hammer, ban hammer, ban hammer. You know what I mean? But... Uh, I'm interested to see what the punishments are. That that's my that's my real uh, question. Like, what kind of bans are we looking at? Like, if if you say something that's like hate speech, like what is that? Like a seven day ban, a one day ban on uh, PlayStation Chat? You know what I mean? Like, what's gonna get you perma banned on PlayStation Chats? Like the, the thing. The that's last what I'm interested in. That they had. The last sentence that they had, uh, these recordings will be used only for safety and moderation purposes at, by PlayStation Safety. They have to uphold to that. Uh, and it's and in my knowledge, there's not a lot of companies that do uphold to that kind of thing. Well, yeah, if you say if you hear somebody on the on the chat saying, I'm going to bomb uh, so-and-so's place and I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like, that's definitely like, oh my god, I just caught that on my mic. I should record that and send it to PlayStation right now. You know what I mean? Like, if somebody's being serious about it. Nobody should be joking about bombing real-world places. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's like swatting, in a sense. But except you're just talking. And... Yeah, but safety and moderation purposes. I know. So. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just hoping that it doesn't become, like, more... I think this is their effort to make it less less toxic. That's that's good. That's that's good. Like truthfully, I really think that that's uh, what they were going for. Oh, and I stuck a little meme down here. It says when you're by yourself in the party, but you hear a cough in your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one that one would definitely freak me out. I'm like, oh great, I knew my FBI agent was watching me. I swear it. Yeah. Well, while we're still in PlayStation news, um, we'll move on to this next story here. Well, it's looking like Sony overhauled the PlayStation Web Store and will not be selling PS3, uh, PS Vita, or PSP games in their store any longer. Um, dang. It says... The web and mobile versions of the PlayStation Store are getting a major visual overhaul, and not everything in the store will make the transition. Uh, it says on Monday, Sony emailed PlayStation customers to let them know that items like PlayStation 3 games, PlayStation Vita games, PSP games, avatars, apps, and themes will no longer be available for purchase through web or mobile versions of the PlayStation Store. I mean, to be to be fair, you know what I mean? Like, those weren't, like, the biggest selling parts of PlayStation. You know what I mean? PS3 games, PS Vita, and PSP games. Like, those, or the avatars and apps and themes, like, that were associated with those systems. They're not going to be uh, available for purchase, so. But it says you can still thankfully buy them from consoles. So. Yeah, no, you could still buy them for the consoles, you know what I mean, like, that you that you have, but it's not going to be available on the new PlayStation 4 version of the store, uh, it, also known as the PS5 version of the store, you know what I mean? So, um, 
you could the uh like PlayStation 3 games that are like the platinum games, you'll still be able to get those. Those are de- those will definitely be in the store, you know what I mean? Like but they're not going to be PS3 versions of those games. They're going to be remastered versions of P- PS3 games, which are technically different. Like the old graphics aren't compatible with uh the newer systems. That's just because it's been, it's like, uh, been how long since the PlayStation 3 came out? Man, PlayStation 3 came out in what? 2007? 2008? Yeah, yeah so, and that, it's been, been over 10 years, so, yeah, a lot of things have changed since then. Yeah, no. Graphic-wise, and, uh, the, the, uh, the behind it, I've definitely changed, and the format just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Oh, and the PS3 was released in October 2008. So, yeah. All right, moving on. Something in the video game news here. Minecraft released uh, the 1.16.4 pre-release. So that means that they're only teasing with some of the, uh, some people's systems, like a select handful of people will receive the the little snapshot uh like pre-release snapshot essentially and th- and this is like a little mini one uh I know that we spoke about the 1.17 update that they released at the Mine Minecraft Con or Minecraft 2020 um uh, showcase whatever you Minecon yeah yeah, no, I'm good. Sorry. Don't die on don't die on podcast, please. Uh, dude, I was just choking on my own spit, man. It's great. <laughs> I mean, we we could get good views out of someone dying on the podcast, <laughs> but then I wouldn't. I'd have to talk to myself. And... I feel like I'd haunt people that listen to this if I died on a podcast. <laughs> but uh, your, your no, we would just show up occasionally. Right, I'd be like Minecraft. <laughs> no, I'd be something like. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Say very nice. Very, very nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, oh, guys, I have an audio mixer. It's so much fun. Uh, it, it sounds so much fun. Um, yeah. But onto the snapshot, it's only like one thing that they're changing. Yeah, like I said, it's really small. Yeah. Um, yeah. From here, it says. Uh, if you've been on the internet some time, you've probably noticed that you occasionally run into other players that you don't get along with. Uh, to alleviate some of the frustration, we're introducing a UI element called the Social Interaction Screen. And this will let you disable chatting uh, with certain players. Um, and this hides any messages that you receive from them in-game um, and stuff like that. Um, and, of course, uh, the update will contain some fixes for critical bugs, but other than that, this will be... Uh, this will that will be it for this uh, small release. Yeah, yeah, it was really self-explanatory in that little article that we read. Uh, that's literally all that they're really changing is just a couple uh, quick bug fixes and uh, a UI element. Yep. The social interactions screen. <laughs> yes. All right. All right, back on to another game so i'm gonna get into something this is my topic since uh this is all about fallout 76 um 
which I've never I, played any Fallout games, so you have total reign here. <laughs> so I personally like Fallout. I think it is a. I love the story behind it. That, that's what drives me. The story behind it is so, so good, um, and just the character building and stuff like that in the games and just the creatures and the guns. And I just like Apocalypse. I think Apocalypse stuff is really cool. Um, but uh, I've, I've been playing Fallout 76 for a few months, um, and it came, this game came out in 2018, and it was dog shit when it came out. So they've released a bunch of updates? Yeah, they've released so many updates. Uh, when it first came out, no, no, there was no NPCs, like human NPCs in the game, because you're one of the first people to leave the vault. Um, so it's just robots and dead land when they first came out with holotapes, which basically play recordings of people, and that's it. There was no settlers. That didn't come out until a year later, 2019, when they officially released Wastelanders, which brought characters and NPCs into the game, and it's, uh, founda- uh, not foundation, but, uh, gangs and stuff like that, like raider gangs. Uh, and settler gains and stuff like that. It was it really brought the game to it. And now in 2020 they did this roadmap of seasons. So uh, they're just they have three updates that they've been doing. And the first update was the seasons update. They added uh, something called the scoreboard, which basically gives you prizes uh, for these hundred ranks that you do these daily quests for. Um, the second one updated the combat system, which is going on right now until the end of November. And the next one is bringing in the next biggest update since Wastelanders, which is bringing in the Brotherhood of Steel. And that's big, a very big faction in the Fallout universe. I'm getting into it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I am actually personally enjoying this game. Uh, it's much better than what I expected it to be. Um, and it just keeps grabbing my attention. Uh, but into the news about Fallout 76, uh, they have upcoming events, um, like the bombs drop event. So in the game, the bombs officially drop on October 23rd. Um, so Same this... day Borat comes out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Co- coincidence? I think not. Uh, <laughs> I think not. Uh, <laughs> but the... Uh, we, this, this is what the article says. We remember October 23rd every year as the day the bombs dropped, when life on Earth be changed forever and a mere survival became much more challenging for those who remain. Uh, starting next Thursday, October 22nd, we're honoring bombs drop day with a trio of in-game events. This includes double XP for all game modes, double score rewards for your daily challenges, and 25% off any legendary weapons and armor you buy from the legendary uh, trader, uh, Purveyor Murmurg. I, that's how it says. It says it uh, at the Rusty Pick, so anything you get from that place. Uh, basically, the Rusty Pick is a place where you can go and get legendary weapons and stuff. So, um, but yeah, this goes on for uh, from October 22nd to October 26th. Um, and that's just cool. Like, it's just a little event for bombs dropping and stuff, and it gives you extra uh, XP and whatnot. Uh, another thing that's happening is uh, they released some news about the stuff that's coming in the next update, which is going to be uh, camp settlement, uh, camp shelters. 
so in the game, you can create your own small camp, which is like your little base. Um, and you can just build it up and stuff. This is basically just adds a small bunker you can put in your base. And it basically creates this small little uh, vault for you under your base that you can basically build up. Um, so it's just adding on That's to pretty more. cool. I know, it's just adding on to more base building. And I love base building. I, I made sure that my base is, is nice and I like it. And this is basically, each base has its own budget. So the vault will have its own separate budget from your base up top. Right. So you just get more stuff you can add in there. And that's, that just, it's, it's just more like, uh, it's more user-friendly, basically. It's more user-friendly stuff. And then the last thing is public test servers are becoming uh, for the, the Steel Dawn update that comes out in December. Um, there is public test servers that are being um, presented on PC for anybody who owns the PC copy of Fallout 76. So you guys can go and test out the new quests that they have uh, made and whatnot. So, yeah. Right on. Like, yeah. Uh, this has just got me excited. I like Fallout a lot. It's one of my favorite game series. So this, get, if we get into the topic of it, I will just go on. Yeah, I, I understand, man. Yeah. Well, while yeah. we're on the topic of like, uh, you know, additional content and uh, adding things to games, yeah. NBA Two K Twenty One, which uh, anything that gets released by. Uh, Anything like EA Sports, any any EA, any sports game made by EA, I'm just so done with EA. Like, just as a side note, before I even get started on this topic, fuck EA, fuck microtransactions. EA sucks. Microtransactions are, are kind of shitty. It's literally the death of the video game. You know what I mean? Like, just especially pay pay to win, yeah, pay to play. When the microtransactions are pay to win and pay to play. Exactly. Those are so cancer. But, um, on to the article. Uh, 2K is under fire for adding unskippable in-game ads to the full price NBA 2K21 a month after release. I just, uh, I told people, no, I told people about, was it, no, it was FIFA 2, uh, 21. This is NBA 21. Yeah. That's so fucking stupid. Unskippable game ads? Unskippable in-game ads for a full-price game. That's so dumb. It says the advert hit the the game just over a month after launch on PC and current-gen consoles and ahead of the planned PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X release. 2K pulled a similar trick with last year's game, a move that was uh, ultimately criticized by fans. Uh, it rekindles memories of EA's insertion of in-game adverts to UFC 4, a move that the publisher eventually reversed following the backlash. <laughs> so, like, EA, EA got, like so, like, so many bitching fans that they just erased the in-game ads, you know? Like, why would you have... In-game ads? Why would I buy your game to watch ads? Like, I, have, I, I don't have cable. Like, I'm a millennial. I'm a full-on millennial, you know what I mean? I don't have cable service because that shit's expensive. I'd rather just deal with my small amounts of, uh, you know, sub- subscription-based uh, televisions. Mm-hmm. That's what you I know have. what I mean? Like, so Netflix, Hulu, Disney+, Plus, Funimation, Crunchyroll. Like, I'd rather pay to get exactly what I want and not have to wait for my content weekly. And... Uh, 
then have to sit through commercials, even though some of these these cable boxes have like DVR now, you know, everything still comes on at, at the at the time that it comes on. You can't just be like, uh, oh, I'm not going to catch this on TV, you know, subscribing to like Charter's TV or DirecTV's or AT&T's TV services. Like it's like normal TV, you know, yeah. the future is now and it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't, I don't see a reason why you put game ads in a, in a video game. Why? What's the point? I have no this idea, is, but it, it literally pisses it like it blo- it boils my blood actually. Yeah. That just, it's it, it feels like how YouTube's going now, more corporate and putting ads everywhere just to gain money. Yeah, no. EA is a money grabbing company, so yeah, yeah. All right, moving on All to right. this next one. I think you put this one in, so. Uh-huh. Go ahead and take the lead. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I love I, Assassin's Creed. Oh my god. I love Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I know people uh, aren't a fan of Odyssey because it's not like an Assassin's Creed, original Assassin's Creed game, but I still love that game. That game, I think, is in my top five because of how... You know what? Like, I'm going to say something and somebody's probably going to hate me for it, but Ghost of Tsushima ripped directly off of the user interaction that Assassin's Creed has. Really? So the me- the the menu, the menu screens are the exact same. The whole setup looks the exact same except they changed the color. Hmm. Like I'm not even kidding. You should look at it side by side. It's it's okay. it's crazy. Uh but you know, Assassin's Creed uh, put the idea out there and Ghost of Tsushima kind of slam dunked it, if you would. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they totally had that as their original idea. They just like to rush through their games. Oh, yeah. No. But oh, I yeah, still play no. them anyway because I love Assassin's Creed and I love killing <laughs> so, people from the tops of buildings. Like, that's so <laughs> cool. If this The game mechanics in Assassin's Creed are so, so awesome, especially the climbing mechanic because, like, in Odyssey, you could literally climb on anything. I know, like, it's amazing. So I started playing uh, Ghost of Tsushima at my friend's house because I still haven't bought the game. Like, I don't really plan on it. But Yeah, but when I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, I kept trying to climb things like like Assassin's Creed. Like, the game mechanics of that game are literally pretty much the exact same. Like, when uh, there's a, a, like, a move that can't be dodged, like, mm-hmm. or, like, uh, blocked, rather, not, not, dodge you can dodge all moves but power attack power attacks yes the the power attacks where the player lights up red before they're hitting you or like with a special like that was something that assassin's creed had created mm-hmm. you know what i mean like and uh ghost of tsushima really just was japanese assassin's creed <laughs> like i said somebody's gonna hate me for saying that but I, I think it, if it's a Japanese Assassin's Creed, or, like, I, it's still going to be... I want Assassin's Creed to do a Japan one. Yes, yes, that'd be And awesome. blow that'd Ghost of Tsushima out of the water. Back into Valhalla. Valhalla Sorry. No, <laughs> I totally okay. sidetracked that. Like, no, it's fine. I got sidetracked, too. Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansions let you invade Ireland and France. So Ubisoft 
just announced these post-launch plans. So this is after Valhalla comes out. This might right. be expansions for the games. Like DLCs. But let, exactly. But it will let fans invade Ireland and take part in the Siege of Paris, which is a, which is a uh, historical event that happened where Vikings literally stormed Paris. Right. Yeah. At least that's what I'm... Yeah, that either way I'm excited. Like the Assassin's Creed Valhalla is just going to be an improvement where uh Odyssey fell short. Yeah. It, so, I think it's going to be an equally large if not larger game. It 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 said that it's going to be a larger game, like just a little bit larger, but still. Uh so I was wrong about the Siege of Paris. Just give me a second. I I don't know my history. Uh the Siege of Paris basically is uh during the Franco-Prussian War. So it's a uh the Paris gets captured by the Prussian force. So you're going to be a part of that. Um, Interesting. That's going to be cool. Uh, but let's go back into the article. It says, It's post-launch plans for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, including journeys to both Ireland and France, as well as an extensive selection of free seasonal content. Um, Holler. Yeah. Uh, and... The Assassin's Creed series has always been a strong focus on history, and its recent installments have given players the chance to play through numerous major historical events, like Odyssey and the war between the Athenians and the Spartans. See, I love the historical factor of Assassin's Creed. It's like, I I love that. I love that. Like, I'm not even that big of a history buff. Like, my husband is a really big history buff, but... uh, (laughs) This is just amazing. I'm super excited about this. And at the bottom of the article here, it says, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla in pre-orders has officially gone gold ahead of the November 10th release. So that's exciting. Um, Yeah, this game has become very, very uh, hyped and anticipated. And for me, I love Viking culture. I, I, I... I know I say I love a lot of things, but Viking culture uh, definitely draws me in so much. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. But, like, that just gets me excited. Looking at the trailer and seeing all the things you can do, um, and they bring back the Hidden Blade. <sighs> the Hidden Blade? Yeah, well, the hidden blade in the in the thing it got, it comes off the uh, the top of the list. Well, yeah, and I, I know that's why I was I was questioning and making sure that I heard you right that you said the hidden blade because I love the hidden blade. Like you could just walk yeah. through a crowd of people and like stab a person and then just like blend in like nothing happened because the knife is gone. There's no weapon. Yeah. It was a good this way for like- sneak kills. Like and uh, like I, I hope they bring like the hooks back too. That would be super cool. I like that. I can't remember which game that that came from. I think it was like Brotherhood. I think so. Brotherhood had the hooks and the uh, hidden blades. Yeah. But um, another thing that I hope they do is that they have executions, like kills or something like that. Like yeah. Like the Vikings did. Like, I would like to see a blood eagle in the game at some point. Right, right. Like, that would be super cool. Even if it's a cinematic scene, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Most definitely. But yeah, we get to hopefully get the powers of the gods and and all that. And it definitely, it looks like it's going to be... And fight big monsters like Odyssey. Yes, yes. 
I want to fight some some Celtic beast and and myths and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, and wrapping up with this last story, which is something that I've actually indulged in today. <laughs> actually, I spent probably a good two and a half hours playing uh, Call of Duty. Uh, not not Cold War, not yet. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna grab that for a little bit, but uh, Call of Duty Warzone, like it's an update just for Warzone essentially. Although there are updates for the regular Modern Warfare, like Kill Confirmed is like called chill confirmed right now and when you die you don't drop dog tags you drop like a skull like but like the skull from zombies oh, okay. like the like the little pickups you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like the insta the insta kill ones yeah. You know which ones I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So you drop one of those instead, and, um, like, that's cool. But I'm yeah. right now I'm going to specifically talk about uh, Leatherface and Billy the Puppet uh, coming to Call of Duty for the Halloween event. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, they, I, I was looking through the store today, and, like, they have Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Saw as uh options for characters that you can buy you can buy like a pumpkin head like it's super cool um <clears throat> honestly i haven't seen a cooler halloween update in a game like the the update for battle royale is called zombie royale and it's completely different than battle royale it's it's freaking insane man so essentially you get you get dropped down out of the sky it's a normal game you know what i mean except the game doesn't start the size of the map normally is it starts one circle already in if you understand what i mean so like there's a bunch of parts of the map that are already covered in uh the smoke when you start or the gas whatever you want to call it and like the so the gas is moving in the gas is moving in people are killing each other so the first time when you die you turn into a zombie immediately there's no gulag there's no gulag at all um okay. you you die and you immediately get spawned out of the sky as a zombie the, the zombies coming down you don't have a parachute you slam against the ground like you smack you pick yourself up you're making zombie sounds you know what i mean and then uh you can help like you turn into a zombie and the way that you could turn yourself back into a human is either you collect two of the little purple vials or you kill two people with your zombie powers and your zombie powers include uh throwing a gas grenade and an emp bomb so and then like your your weapons are your hands essentially yeah. like so it's it's like really yeah no you go ape mode on people and you walk up behind them. But the cool part is you could still see your friends on the map. So you could join your your teammates as a zombie and play as a zombie on your team. So you could protect your team as a zombie and kind of uh, like work around that. And you can like run around uh, super fast. You know, they run really fast and they jump like six stories high, about 100 meters to 150 meters at a time. Like, it's freaking crazy. You jump straight into the air like a spider monkey. Like, I'm not even kidding. Like, you jump straight into the air, you land down. You jump straight into the air. There's, like, a recharge to it, you know what I mean? Uh, for each of these things, like the gas grenade, the EMP bomb, and the and the charge jump. That's what they call it, I think, charge jump. And uh, <clears throat> it just sends you flying into the air. So you could, like, be standing on the ground and jump onto the roof of a building. Like, so it's, it's really useful. Like, uh, you're hyper strong inside of the gas. 
So if you're inside of the gas and somebody else is inside of the gas, uh, you could kill them way easier, like one or two hits instead of three, because it takes three hits. You could three hit a car. Yeah, like you one, two, three, uh, and the car's exploded. But you don't die when you're a zombie. No. Because you're already dead. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, like situation. you as as a human, you could buy and uh well, excuse me. When you die two times, so you'll be a human and you die and then you're a zombie and then you die, you're out unless uh one of your teammates buys you in with the cash that you pick up from the random loot. So that so then you'll go to a buy station, buy your uh partner back in and then uh this is in uh trios by the way. So I, I haven't seen, I, I set it on autofill for my group, and it, it has only run me in trios, even though on regular Battle Royale you can run in quads. But, um, yeah, no, it's a super cool update. Like, it, they they took Verdansk and they made it spooky, so, like, you, you can open up crates and areas, and um, they, they could haunt you at times. So, like, you'll open up a crate, and, like, a poltergeist will jump out at the screen. Like, I got jump scared earlier while I was playing. Like, because I had my headphones on, I was super focused, opened a box, you know, scream right in my face. Like, (laughs) freaking poltergeist. Like, there's ghosts floating around in the air, like, and you could see them. No, it it really is cool. Like, I genuinely hope that they keep this as a permanent mode, because it makes me so happy, like, just playing it. Yeah, I mean, they could do... Technically, they could do this with any season. You know what I mean? Yeah. They can make Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, that would be they'll do, they'll do super cool. One, that would be they'll super cool with, like, Evil yeah. Santa. Like, that would be awesome. But, yeah, the mission this uh, is to go to all 16 locations that are on the map. And then you'll find special... Like, you'll open up boxes in those areas, like the supply crates... And you'll find special ones that'll contain, like, uh, calling cards, emblems, uh, like, special use, like, uh, keychains for your gun and stuff like that. Just cool little customizable things, and it's really just exciting. I, I love the, the Halloween theme to it. It makes me want to play more. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Definitely sounds so cool. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure this is available to anybody who plays Warzone, so... Probably, yeah, definitely. And Warzone is the free part. And that's going to wrap it up on stories for today. Um, But we do actually have the 10 for 10 interviews. And uh, today's going to be a special day because I put together two of them because I was lazy last week and didn't get the rest of the interviews done. And that's a a my bad. You know, that's my bad. Well, we're here now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the first one that I wanted to start with was the question, uh, what is the worst way to die? So Zach, Zach, yeah, I'm asking you, uh, what is, to you, what is the worst way to die? Drowning. Drowning? Okay, I, I have to go into detail about drowning. Drowning scares the shit out of me. Um, and I'm going to be very specific. I can't swim, so I agree, but continue. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of the ocean, drowning. I... That would scare Jack, me. Jack, those. Jack. <laughs> don't let go. No. Right. Don't let go. Like, she kicked that motherfucker off of the door. She's like, both of us can't float. Die, bitch. I was like, what the fuck? This movie is savage. Like, I did not expect Titanic to go like that, but it did. But, uh, yeah, 
yeah. Um, drowning in the middle of the ocean, definitely. One, because if you're alone, then you're alone. Uh, two, as you start slipping down, water fills your lungs, and you start feeling it fill your lungs. And you start feeling yourself running out of oxygen. Very slowly, might I add. Yeah, like you choke and like you're you're still trying to breathe, but you're breathing in water. Exactly. Like and you're slipping down into the dark. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Except I wouldn't say in in the middle of the ocean, in the dead of winter, a cold water, Ooh, yeah, a yeah. freezing cold water, so you can't even try to swim to, like, get out. You know yeah, what I no, mean? Like your muscles are locking up. You're going into like pre-hypothermia. Like, your breathing becomes shallow. Like, all the blood from your limbs is moving into your insides. Like, hypothermia setting in and starting to make you not feel like you don't, you start to lose the sense of like, touch and. Exactly, exactly. See, that would, that would be definitely a horrible situation. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if I had a second choice, actually, I don't know. If I had a second choice, it'd definitely be from like falling in the sky. Why would that be bad? That's like a quick, painless death. If you're falling from the sky, dude, no matter what you hit, if it's water or whatever, you're dead. Yeah, like the force of that impact. Are all you just saying down. like the preamble? Yeah, the preamble. Just all, all the stuff beforehand, all the stuff you're going to think about. And just going through the, like, the stages of... Well, if you're coming from an airplane, it's only going to last like a minute. You know what I mean? No, so you can... A minute will feel so long if you're falling from the sky. And you're about to die. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we like bo both of us said drowning, so I want to hear from these people that I have interviewed. What's the worst way to die? So, I'm gonna put those in now. What do you think is the worst way to die? Final Destination Two. After you showed me that movie, just those <laughs> logs falling off. I freak out every single time. I'm behind a truck that has anything similar to like big logs or big pieces of wood or big metal rod things just because that's no bueno no bueno what do you think is the worst way to die oh that's an interesting one i would say bleeding out bleeding out yeah just slowly just slowly gotcha yeah that does sound awful what do you think is the worst way to die? Oh, of course, be like to die by fire or something. Burned to death. S slow, yeah, painful. Um, any other? I don't ones? know. Gunshots are scary too, because you can. It's not like the movies. You know, you won't get shot and you just fall down. Like you could die days later or anything like that. Well, so. yeah, if you get shot in the stomach, it takes like forty-eight hours before you actually die. Or yeah, infections and all that jazz that comes yeah. behind it. What do you think is the worst way to die? Well, I think that there's worse things than death to begin with. But to die, probably, it's really <clears throat> an individual, like, personal question, you know? Like, yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, <clears throat> maybe being bored to death for me <clears throat> would be... Being bored to death? <clears throat> yeah, just to be... Like, locked in a room with white walls and nothing until I die. 
Fair enough. <coughs> yeah, that sounds pretty <coughs> torturous. <coughs> what do you think is the worst way to die? Either burning alive or drowning. Drowning's one of my worst fears. Like, of yeah. all time. Of all time? Of all time. Anything else? Like, besides burning and drowning? Burning, drowning. I mean, p- dying in your sleep, like, probably the best way to go in my opinion. <laughs> right, right. But, you ain't, you ain't um, awake. You ain't gonna wake up dead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I guess either waking up to someone choking you. Oh. That's pretty scary. That's also kind of kinky. But (laughs) moving on. What do you think is the worst way to die? Oh, geez. I don't know. There's a lot of ways to die, but I feel like the worst way to die would be alone. Alone? Yeah, alone, by yourself, like in a hospital. I think, uh, like I think, rotting away, kind of? Yeah, I think that'd probably be the worst way to die. Yeah, like cancer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Something painful, something slow, something Yeah, no, I completely unexpected. agree. That ain't happening to me. DNR. DNR, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Do not resuscitate. For real. Uh, if it comes down to that, I mean. What do you think is the worst way to die? Being burned alive. Yeah, well, I mean, you think it, about it, it's like really it's, crispy, it, extra crispy, you extra know. crispy boy. But it's like, no, for real, it's like, you know, you think about being burned at the stake in the witch's times, and it's like, you know, it's like you feel that flame singeing up to your toes, and you can just feel every ounce and tear of your flesh just being burned alive, and you're just like technically being cooked, and you're just waiting for it all to end with just. You know, your co- your insides eventually just getting baked, and finally your body just going like, oh, okay, yeah, we're non we're non functioning anymore. You're gonna die now, like, right? Ugh. At least with drowning, you eventually succumb so much water that you just pass out. Right. It's still scary, but <laughs> yeah, for a, a different reason though. Right. Yeah. What do you think is the worst way to die? Um, my biggest fear of dying would be being buried alive so i would have to go with that one being buried alive any others that you find like extremely terrifying uh not terrifying in a sense uh if giant bears were a real thing like really giant bears probably like 200 feet tall 250 feet tall that like, would be pretty like terrifying. godzilla sized bears yeah, godzilla. except like godzilla but bears yes that would be terrifying gotcha Gotcha. Yeah, that 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 sounds pretty reasonable, you know. <laughs> um, what do you think is the worst way to die? Uh, feet first into a wood chipper, for sure. Oh my! I never. <laughs> <laughs> All my life, I never thought of dying like that. Like that's the first one where I was like, "You done captured my soul right there." What do you think is the worst way to die? There's a lot of ways to die, but I would say, like, I don't know, maybe falling into lava, I guess. like Falling into lava uh, yeah, and, like, like just, spontaneously, like, combusting and yeah, exploding. Yeah, that would be freaking dope, but terrifying at the same time. What do you think is the worst way to die? Drowning, for sure. Drowning? Is yeah. that, like, your top one? You don't have any, you don't have a top three? Well, I'm claustrophobic, too, so, so being crushed. Getting, getting yeah. crushed? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, screw that, that sucks. Well, those were some very informative answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some that's a very hard hitting question. You know, what the worst way to die is. Puts people on spot. Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. 
But uh, like I said, it's a it's a double header. And uh, the next question is, what is a guilty pleasure that you're willing to admit to? So, guilty pleasures could be anything from you know, food to books to movies to, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, or uh, sexual terms, you know. Uh, you can talk about yours before. Like, what's your guilty pleasures that you're uh, not ashamed to admit? Um, I like to spoil series for myself sometimes. <laughs> like that—that's one of them, definitely. And uh, and the other one is a little weird, but it's more of a feeling, you know. Um, I like being like tickled. And then, like, the spot that's, like, been tickled, like, needs to be scratched. Yeah. Or, like, smacked. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, the, the, the feeling the feeling after that, like, I don't, I don't know what it is about it. I just freaking love that. Call me weird or whatever, you know? Like, I, there's no kink shaming here, okay? <laughs> We're not to... <laughs> the Spitting Nonsense podcast is not oh, kink, kink shaming. shaming. We do not. So uh, that's just going to be a little pre-warning ahead of time before we get into showing you guys those interviews, you know. But, uh, Zach, what is a guilty pleasure that you're willing to admit to, you know? I think that's that's something I had to just think off the top of my head is cheese. Oh, yeah, I'm a slut for cheese. <laughs> cheese slut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man like i love cheese too like i mean like literally like you could give me like a whole block of like mild cheddar and i'll just go bite right off the block like a fucking freak like i love cheese yeah cheese is so good yeah i guess that that could be considered a guilty pleasure you know yeah i can't think of anything else i mean off the top of my head not right now no nothing just cheese that's it I tell you I like to be tickled and then smacked like and then and then you tell me that you like cheat no I'm playing I I don't I don't really care (laughs) all right well while you're thinking about guilty pleasures or whether or not you think about the guilty pleasures I'm gonna show you uh what some of our listeners have to say about that what are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to hentai lots and lots of tentacle hentai you're not the only person who said that (laughs) (laughs) what are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit oh wow that's a hard one jazz especially with you being my wife and everything uh i i would say probably uh there are some days i probably get up early just to go watch some tv that you won't watch with me being my wife i would say that's probably one of them what are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to oh boy um, I'd say sneaking off in the middle of the night while Kate's sleeping and go hit a bowl. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to? Guilty pleasures? Guilty pleasures. I don't believe, Jasmine, that I'm guilty. I don't feel guilty about any of my pleasures. I'm a human being. Like, we all have desires. We all have you know, our need for pleasures. We all have the right to explore our pleasures. Like, I'm comfortable with my pleasures. Like, I I don't feel guilty about any of them. What are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to? 
Oh, God. Um, picking my nose. Picking your nose? Yeah. I yeah. love picking my nose. Especially since I have these piercings, it's hard to, like, not pick your well, nose. Well, yeah, like, I'd, be, like, uh, personally, I have nipple rings, so, like, I'd just be adjusting them all the time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Messing like, with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I completely understand. What are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to? Not much. Um, eating raw cookie dough is one of them, but I feel like everybody does that. I mean, I definitely do that, but... Yeah, no, that could be considered a guilty pleasure. Yeah, yeah anything else? Mm. I don't know. I steal Zach's really nice shampoo from time to time. What are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to? Feet and Creed the band. Gotcha. <laughs> well, at the same time or at different times? <laughs> Both. <laughs> No, I just say that because you know how my musical interests work, but Creed is just, it really is a boring band, but listening to it just brings up nostalgia, and I'm like, okay, these are these are still bangers in my mind. <laughs> right. You know what? I don't, I don't dislike Creed, so. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit? Kit Kats and anal. Kit Kats and anal? Yes. Anything else? Uh, at the same time or at separate times? Uh, either or. Either or? Yeah. Okay. What are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to? Guilty pleasures. Guilty pleasures. Could be a movie, could be a book, could be a food, you know? Like. Smoking weed count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, that, that counts, yeah. that counts, yeah. I really, I do keep that on the DL. Yeah. I tell people I smoke, but... Yeah. I feel that, man. What are some of your guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit to? Um, well, I watch a lot of hentai, so if that, that's a guilty pleasure, I guess I could say that, so. Gotcha. Anything <laughs> else? Um, I, I, I don't really do anything with a guilty pleasure besides that, so. Gotcha. What are some guilty pleasures that you're willing to admit? Um... I don't even know what that means. I'm sorry. Guilty pleasures? Yes. <laughs> Things that you enjoy that some people don't enjoy. So. Oh, RuneScape. RuneScape. Gotcha. Gotcha. Wow. I feel like I know more about these people than I actually needed to. You know what? Like, to each his own. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't. It went from hentai to feet to anal. You know what I mean? Like, the, the Spitting Nonsense podcast. Does not kink shame. No kink shaming. No. If your kink is kink shaming, get out. Yeah, yeah, get out. We do. We we don't want any of that. None of that here. <laughs> but uh, I I just want to thank our um, volunteers. You know that voluntarily gave up this information. Um, as the coming weeks come on, like in the 10 for 10 interviews, uh, you're going to get to know them a little bit more before we switch up our base group, you know? So expect another like three or four episodes with their interviews on it, which is exciting because there's a lot of good questions that I asked during those interviews that I'm excited for you guys to hear. Yeah. It was all, it was all you interviewing. Um, just because I haven't had time or anything. I'm going to interview people, but definitely. Yeah, most definitely, man. I yeah. have some people that I can 
gets, I feel like, some good answers out of. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up today's uh, Spitting Nonsense podcast. I want to thank you guys for listening. And if you want to support us, go ahead and add us on our Discord. The Discord information will be in the description. And uh, as always, you guys have a great week. Yeah, stay fancy. Stay fancy. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. If you enjoyed anything we talked about and want to support or talk to us, we have included all the links you need at the Spitting Nonsense Podcast on Discord. The link is posted in the description. Thanks again for listening.